Welcome to the Canadian Multicultural Inventors Museum podcast. Our organization works to promote innovative thinking in young people by highlighting the achievements of innovators from diverse backgrounds. For more information, please visit our website at multiculturalmuseums.org. Hello, on today's podcast, we will be talking about the artist and innovator Rafael Lozano Hammer and his cross-disciplinary approach to making art. I'm Andrea Bocanegra and with me is Alvin Jung. How are you today? I'm doing great. I'm curious to know what disciplines Lozano Hammer incorporates in his art. Well, Rafael has a degree in physical chemistry from Concordia University. So this is one of the disciplines that may be an influence on his work. Interesting. I thought you were going to say history, social sciences, or another humanities discipline. Well, yes, there are humanities disciplines involved in his art, but let's start with his use of biometrics and technology. Wow, how can someone mix those with art? He said that in his gallery-based work, he uses technology, surveillance, biometric sensors, and all sorts of robotic networks and projections. Rafael creates environments where the content itself comes from the audience. The idea is to allow people to leave behind a memory of the event. Amazing! So he allows the audience to register the concept of history as well. How do they do it? His art is a platform that allows people to participate. The audience have to be aware of the events, and then they can take the piece in a direction that suits them. Would you say that audience interaction is essential to his artwork? Oh, definitely. His 2004 piece, Surface Tension, features a single human eye projection that behaves like a machine to interact with the public, using a robotic closed-circuit television cameras that capture all gestures, features, and actions. The enormous eyes detects and follows whoever comes close to it. The robotic eye detects and tracks the audience members instead of choosing which way to look. Cool. And what's the meaning of that artwork? I mean, every art piece has a meaning behind it, right? Yes, Rafael Lozano Hammer has created many artworks that presented a social debate using interactive technology and science principles. So here's another discipline, social science. Does any of his artwork use this discipline? For sure. As mentioned, surface tension opens a debate about what it means to be hyper-visible under modern surveillance systems and about who is doing the washing and why, as the audience interacts with the eye on the screen. They know they are in film, and they are actually fitting the robotic system with their moves so it knows where to look. This art format sheds light on some discussions. What's the role of surveillance in our society? 
how war capitalism and advertising benefiting from it. It is ethical to survey people's actions to make a product placement. These are important questions, very current as well. Rafael shows the predatory nature of surveillance technology in his piece called Minority Report. It uses images of advertisements that perform iris scan, addresses the users by name, and can access your purchasing and even your criminal history. This work of art highlights that the same surveillance technologies used to protect people are also used to find potential consumers in the business world. Okay, but is there a message behind his art piece? Again, what is the meaning of it? The meaning of his work lies in the idea that technology is sometimes used against people to control and categorize them. Hmm, I understand it now. It's quite an innovative approach to technology. I agree. The innovation in Lausanne Hammer's work relies on combining art and technology, promoting a complex social debate. I wonder how he got to the point of mixing all this different content. Maybe we can understand it better with more information on his upbringing and background. Sure. What do you know about him? Rafael was born in Mexico City in 1967. His parents were nightclub owners in Mexico, which allowed him to connect with music and performance art while growing up. Fascinating. So the seat of his interest in art was in music and nightclubs. When did he move to Canada? He moved to Canada to attend the University of Victoria in the British Columbia in 1985 and later moved to Montreal. As a physical chemistry student at Concordia, he reconnected with his artistic roots and he became more interested in visual arts, met artists and began participating and practicing art himself. Is there a particular reason for his moving from British Columbia to Quebec? When he moved to Canada in 1985, he felt that the West Coast wasn't the best fit. He said he didn't identify much with British Columbia in the 80s. It seems to be significantly different from what he was used to. So that's the reason why he transferred to Concordia University in Montreal to study physical chemistry. And as a student, the large community of Latin immigrants in Quebec made it easier for him to adapt. I guess it's essential to have a support system when you migrate. Speaking of support, in Montreal, he also found the best structure for the kind of technical work he was willing to develop. He said that the city is powerful when it comes to computer graphics, computer hardware, and programming. So he found the right place to combine his art with technology. Exactly. He said that what he found in Montreal in terms of facilities and personnel to actually develop a project will not be possible anywhere else. For the perspective of production, Montreal was the ideal city for him. But wasn't he interested in following a career in physical chemistry? I mean, I know he applies some of that knowledge, but was he interested in that specific industry? After graduating from Concordia University, uh, Rafael Sanahammer worked for a multinational company in the chemistry file. 
but didn't feel professionally fulfilled by the experience. In an interview, he said that although one can be very creative in science, it takes a lot of more education than he had to really reach that moment. I would guess that his passion was in something else. How did you find out that it was art? He hung out with composers, choreographers, and engineers, and they would make performance art. He described it as a very festive, a very anarchic kind of environment. And even though he graduated in chemistry, he immediately started doing performance art, radio art, and a bit of visual art. That must have felt good, to find a purpose in your career while combining some of the knowledge he acquired at university. I agree. His first collaborative experience with radio art opened a path for Rafael Lozano Homer as a cross-disciplinary artist. His dissatisfaction with his first career choice made him rethink his creative needs and use his newly acquired knowledge from his formal education to do something different. So how did he start his art practice? From the start, his work had a solid scientific base, and he was able to apply knowledge from his studies, such as quantum mechanics, to his artistic career, making creative use of technology in his art installations. His first artistic works were spoken word pieces of radio. Later, he developed more theatrical multimedia performances in art galleries. What I find the most interesting in Raphael Lozano Hemmer's work is how diverse it is. We talked about both cross-disciplinary and multimedia approaches. Yes, that's why it's challenging to categorize Lozano Homer's creative inventions. His work employs aspects of art performance, digital installations, and interactive pieces. This assembly is what the artist calls relational architecture and relation-specific art. What are relational architecture and relation-specific art? I've never heard these terms before. Well, it concerns forms of what we call shadow play, in which the installations make their spectators aware of this resilience process and allow them to interact. I get it now. Just like the giant eye and the CCTV you mentioned before. Exactly. Lucano Harmer described his intention as a public takeover of the city by its inhabitants. He links high technology with strategies of self-representation, connective engagement, and urban entitlement. By interacting and feeding the art piece in public spaces with information, the audience is imprinting and customizing the room, making it their own. Yes, it helps make the art and the city more relatable. He makes different use of technology than big companies. Instead of creating targets for consumption, his art registers the diversity of identities coexisting in public spaces. According to the art critic Ravero Vaggioli, the idea is not to condemn attitudes or victimize the audience. Instead, it seeks to visualize how identities, positions, and bodies can be deformed and transmuted by surveillance and information technologies. Interesting. 
That's how Lozano Homer challenges us to rethink individuals' relations to the collective. Now that these relations are mediated by interfaces and interactivities. Would you say that he is standing against the idea of people being perceived as a mass of consumers? Yes, in his interview with Art21 magazine, Luciano Homer describes his vision and the artist's role in contemporary society. He said, from the perspective of the more public art pieces, I am politically very interested in the idea of a certain kind of crisis of representation of public space. Face it with a kind of homogenizing globalization experience. I think that artists have a great challenge to disturb patterns of consumption and create interruptions of the narrative of the corporate takeover. I really like this. Raphael Lozana Hammer has invented a specific art and technology approach that combines a sensor, processor, and effector concepts. His interactive art installations shed light on an important debate in society concerning surveillance and data privacy. This concern is very current and this debate has the potential to grow over the following years. I hope he got recognition for his work. He sure did. Lausanne Homer's artistic work has been exhibited all over the world. His collections were shown at the Museum of Modern Art and the Guggenheim in New York, Tate in London, the Montreal Museum of Fine Arts, Jumex and the University Museum of Contemporary Art in Mexico City, the 21C Museum in Japan, Borsen Contemporary in Istanbul, the Center of Art and Media in Germany, the Singapore Art Museum, and many others. Wow! His contribution to the art world has been acknowledged by two British Academy Awards for Interactive Art in London in 2005, an international Bauhaus Award in Dice in 2002, a Golden Nika at the Prix Ars Electronic in Austria in 2000, among other awards and tributes. That's great. It must have kept him motivated. Probably. But concerning the motivation of his work, Lozano Hammer said, all those things that art people will look for, can be found in the layers that connect the realities of poetry and science. In his perspective, the art practice is linked to many layers of knowledge. As an artist, he can benefit from exploring these layers, and we, the audience, can have a better understanding of our shared experiences through this artistic perspective. That's all for today's podcast. This episode was written by Savi Lopez. The music you have been listening to is from the Radio Droids. Sound and editing by Alex Torsky. Thank you for listening to our podcast. CMIM will continue to release new podcasts on Canadian inventors and innovators. So stay tuned. Goodbye.